It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Oh, what's going on, Philadelphia? Hello, everybody. The first round selection has been made. The Eagles traded up. They gave up a fourth. They gave up a sixth. And they potentially have their future replacement for Jason Peters. Elliot Shore Parks on the phone as we just left the link. And uh, we, uh, we talked for six hours. And we felt like talking for about 20 more minutes. What's going on, Elliot? So shout out to you for that glorious what's going on in Philadelphia after talking for, like you said, basically six hours <laughs> and it's almost midnight. So you always bring the heat. I appreciate it. We have, of course. And uh, the it's just, I mean, how this draft has started so far in the first round. Uh, shout out to the Giants for doing something terrible and awful. And of course, if you guys don't know by now, the solo podcast is around. The Barchard Show will be live tomorrow. I've got a lot of takes on kind of what happened around the NFC East, and we'll certainly get into that. But uh, I thought the board fell pretty interestingly uh, enough in the same way that me and James said on the the preview pod. Like I, I had thought that there was going to be offensive linemen to go and grab down there because you know, the D tackles and the DNs were going to go uh, pretty quickly and the Raiders do some silly things and you kind of end up in this spot. I, I definitely want to get to Andre, but you had even said in the middle of our broadcast that the Eagles were definitely trying to at least get up to uh, trade with the Dolphins to go take uh, Wilkins, which would have been, uh, man, an, an outstanding move if they would have got it done. It looks like they well, uh, they couldn't clear, make it. But. I, didn't, I didn't say they were trying to do it with the Dolphins. I just said they were. They're trying to do it in general. Yes, sorry to sorry okay, to put words right. in your mouth. Yes. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I just was just want that out there. Uh, um, I was just yeah, putting look, two to two to together. Go, they tried to go up, and they ultimately ended up trading up for Dillard. Um, and it doesn't surprise me they tried to trade up. I mean, Christian Wilkins is a top ten talent in this draft by almost any board. The Eagles had Andre Dillard as a top ten talent on their board. I think other teams might have him close. I don't know how many people have would have him in the top ten, but. Not surprising how he was aggressive. Uh, they wanted to leave 
the first round of this draft with an elite lineman. Uh, they ended up with one on the offensive line. Yeah, and that is, uh, you know, is something that it might, it might shock. And it, whatever, like people think it's kind of boring when it's offensive linemen. And and I, I my initial takeaway with Andre's game is you're not going to be bored by this. Um, and they have a little bit of a cushion here, too, with Jason being in there. There are a lot of people. And this is the thing, too, is people had him all over the place. I know that people had him at top 15. People had him kind of going here. A lot of that is because, you know, he isn't the greatest run blocker in the world. He just isn't. But his pass sets and his athletic ability, he runs a 4.92. I mean, this is everything that profiles Stoutland. This is everything that has profiled the trenches for a long time. And you're going to bet again on this athleticism and Howie Roseman's even remarked like it's just uncanny how you know athletic this guy is and certainly that's all well and good but it uh, really comes down to the 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 bones of this thing where um, there is some work to be done even though that I think he can get there I think this is a fantastic pick and you had to get ahead of the Houston Texans because they are desperate absolutely desperate to help Deshaun Watson in any way um, but I know you have some reservations about it, about it, Elliot. And uh, what are what are some of those reservations? Okay, so let me start with this. I'm still processing the pick, so by tomorrow at this point, I could feel differently. Just to put that out there. Okay. And I understand the logic of the pick. I get the Jason Peters is it probably in his last year. I get that they need youth along the offensive line. I get that left tackle is a super important position. And by their board, they thought Andre Dillard was an elite prospect. So I completely understand all of that. But there's just something about the pick. I just don't love it. Like, I can't say I don't like it because I get the logic. Sometimes Eagles make moves, and I don't see the logic behind it. So I, so I disagree with it. I see the logic this time. It's just not the decision I would have made. Um, I would have taken Montez Sweat. I would have taken Cody Ford. And... You know, you, maybe you know the answer to this question. Like, Andre Dillard can't play guard, right? He's essentially just a tackle. Uh, I think he could play guard. I, I have a theory on, on this anyway where if you're a tackle, you can play guard. Not all guards can play tackles. If you're a guard, you can play center. And if you're a center, you can right. play guard. Like, it, it kind of shoots on down there. So if, if for some reason, like, he is really, really struggling in there, and again, I, I don't it, – it's very rare that tackles can't play guard. I would almost say that Andre – is not suited the best for that only because he lacks the power to do so, you know, especially yeah. to get in there in the trenches and, and kind of have that. That's another thing where it's like the, the point of attack is a little, it's a little loose. I want, I don't want to say finesse because it's offensive tackle. That's just impossible to be there. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, well, let me just, I, yeah, let me go, go through it. some players. Sure. Go so ahead. You like, you like Andre Dillard better than Cody Ford. I like Cody Ford better than Andre Dillard. I mean, so you would have taken. So you I, would have taken Cody. Ford. I would have taken Cody Ford there, but I I don't think that this is a bad pick. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, I don't think it's egregious to take Dillard over um, over Cody Ford. I would have taken Cody Ford. What about Montez Sweat? Uh, I, I'm up in the air. I, I'm up in the air, uh, and I I know that they need pass rushing ability. And obviously, um, just before we actually went on air and started talking about. You know, uh, what could possibly happen with the Eagles during the draft? Chris Long comes out and tells Zach Berman, I believe that if, if correct me if I'm wrong on that, but uh, yeah, him and McLean, yep. uh, that, you know, hey, I'm just basically saying, like, I, I don't really plan on coming back, which is, again, another thing we talked about on the Barger show. Uh, and I 
I, I, I don't think that that played into it, whether, you know, to take Montez Sweat or not. But um, if you take Montez Sweat, you also lose Chris Long. <laughs> you know, that's that's how I look at yeah, it. But, uh, but I, I guess I, I'm yeah. not I'm not saying that that should, deter, you know, deter you from taking another guy that's going on there. I personally think that offensive line was a much bigger need anyway. You know, it was a huge, huge need. Uh, and 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 they were just kind of playing their board. It looks like here as well, you know, and, and for whatever, whatever it's worth, the Montez sweat heart palpitations or whatever it was, um, you know, it, it came out that, you know, that was misdiagnosed or whatever. Uh, Washington ends up taking him at 26. I feel that, you know, I, I'm not going to, whatever Dan Snyder wants to do makes me always feel a little better about passing up on a guy like Montez sweat. I really liked him. I know you did. Yeah. I think that's a steal. Yeah. But, but I, I mean the, they desperately need to protect Carson Wentz. And if Jason Peters goes down, just like you said, I mean, we can believe in Jordan Maialata as much as we want to, but clearly he needs going to need a little more time. Uh, Big V stinks. He's not a starter. It's the most glaring need possible. And you know, that's that's where I say okay I like that pick because I I honestly didn't believe that Andre was going to make it down this far either so that's that was the thing that surprised me a little bit. Yeah, I agree with all that. The uh, one thing you mentioned was Jordan Mailata needs a little more time. Well, good news, Jordan, you got lots of time because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got years worth because look at this point. I mean, Lane Johnson again. What's he entering his? Let's see, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. His sixth year, seventh year. So, Somewhere around there, yeah. And, and he's one more failed test away from, I believe, a year long. Yeah, but that's so, whatever. Yeah. No, no. But look, I guess my my point I'm making is like Lane Johnson isn't in his second year, so I, I could I could see the whole like maybe in three years you want to replace Lane thing. But if everything goes to plan, Jordan Mailata will not be a starter on this football team for five, six years. I'm going to be. Oh, I'm going to. Com- I'm going to completely disagree with you because I thought about this on the ride over. I, I'm, I'm really interested to hear this. I've, I've no idea how you're going to end up with him as a starter. I mean, if we are talking about trying to mold an offensive lineman in general, you're always going to shoot because of his athleticism the same way. And it's different because he's never played the position. Whatever. We know the story. Right. I think that Jordan Mailata, to me, can play guard. Absolutely can play guard. So I would actually like to see him take snaps in there because he's got the same get off, the ability, and he can pull like a motherfucker. So... Uh, you know, if Andre ends up working out the way, you know, a lot of scouts and uh, whatever our eyes tell us, and it'll be interesting to to really see him dig in at OTAs and training camp, I think there is a great possibility that you could develop Jordan Mailata into a guard. And uh, just like you had told me right before we started, like you can, guards are probably the most replaceable thing that you can find on the offensive line, or at least the easier thing to find there. Jordan Mailata just used his athleticism and let him play guard. That was my my first thought as soon as this pick came across. I go, okay, maybe maybe we'll we'll see the transition over there. I'm sure they won't just completely give him give up on tackle. But in two years, if he feels like he doesn't really have this thing down, I could easily see them trying to slide them into the guard position. It's an interesting theory. I'm not going to lie, it's way better than the one I expected. So it, <laughs> oh, it, why are you surprised? True. I have a good take for once. That's nice. Yeah. No, I just I didn't think of it. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good take. Um. Yeah. I mean, maybe you move him into guard, but I guess my point still stands that the Jordan Mailata as a long term tackle experiment they, it might be going to have to go wrong. Yeah. For that to now take place. Now I'll also say 
the idea that Jordan Mailata was going to be the long-term tackle starting next year was also always a little foolish. Like, I have a ton of respect for Brian Baldinger and Ross Tucker. Like, don't get me wrong. They are probably two of the you know, top five people I respect most in terms of national analysts. So I'm not saying they overreacted, but none of us have seen Jordan Mailata play for a year, right? We saw him in the preseason. Yep. No one gets to watch him at practice. So we have no idea how he's developed. We have no idea if the – well, now we do kind of know. The Eagles clearly don't view him as a long-term tackle because Dillard's their long-term tackle. Well, not at, so left, he, not at left tackle, just like you said. I mean, you could develop well, yeah, him I into mean, a backup and then eventually successor to Lane Johnson if you really needed to. True, but that's that's pretty far down the road. I mean, it I don't is. think anyone thinks Lane is leaving in the next three years, right? I no, mean, no, but I'm just saying, for the, all the things that you just said, what if he gets busted again? What if, you know, he gets injured, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Right. I'm just saying, keep it in your back pocket. And that's one of the reasons that ultimately, when I first when I first heard the pick, my initial instinct was just not crazy about it. But again, I can see the logic. If, if, if you can add an what they believe is an elite left tackle prospect, you add that prospect over Hollywood Brown. You add it over Josh Jacobs. Now, I would argue, though, that an elite defensive lineman is equally as, you know, invaluable to a roster. So I like Montez Sweat a lot. Now we'll see who ends up being the better of those two picks. And we won't probably find out with Dillard for a year. Um, You know, at this point, maybe they trade Vitae, but... You know, do they put, like, let's say Jason Peters gets hurt in game four. Like, do they put him in right away? I mean, I'm not trying to compare it to developing a quarterback, but I do think there's something to be said for not throwing a rookie out there just because Jason Peters is hurt. I think you put him out there once you feel he's ready. Um, so, you know, there, there's that aspect of it in terms of developing, developing him this year. So, so you're saying it might actually slow him down if he's not in there because of Jason Peters? Just want to make sure I heard that right. No, no, I'm saying if... if if you all right, so he'll come to camp. He'll be in training camp. We'll play in the preseason. If Jason Peters gets hurt in week four, I would only put um, Dillard out there if he's if you feel he's ready. Otherwise, put Vitae out there. Put oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Got you now. Yeah, right. absolutely. I, I wouldn't yeah. put him out there on an island just because Peters is hurt. So I understand there's the option that he could play this year because Peters could get hurt. Right? I mean, yes, he absolutely. Did not line up last year. I just wouldn't put Dillard out there until he's ready. Yeah, and and uh, I slightly disagree on that because like there's no I, I, I others have speculated this too. I I don't suspect that Big V's back. Uh, you know, this is you make it kind of expendable and like you know the comments from last year and to be honest with you, everybody'd be fine with it. I mean, it's probably going to be a move that's I guess I mean towards I the end of training Vitae, camp. But. Look, Vitae is not a starting left tap. He's not a, a high quality starting but he's left your tackle. Th- but like, a third left tackle at that point you know if you're going in succession of Peters and you know and then Dillard and then him I mean I think right. that's fair to do but I think there's also an argument to be made that at least for next year Vitae is a better option than Milata yeah. at this point yeah right so so I could see the logic and if you don't want to put Dillard out there look it wouldn't shock me if they traded Vitae I just think that Vitae still has some value on this roster just as a guy that's been in the offense you can go out there, and he'll have plays where he looks really bad, but over six or seven games, he's going to be, you know, I don't want to say quality, but he's going to be passable at left tackle. Yes. So, yeah. I, I don't think you'd get a ton for him. So, you know, I mean, what do you think you would get for him? A, a six, maybe? No, I don't, I don't know. Just yeah, whatever. They could cut him, up to, honestly, at this point, and well, I you can move him, on though, from him. That's my point. I would, I would carry him in through camp. I would. Uh, it, yeah, and again, it just depends on – uh, on Dillard, and it depends on Mylotta. And then if they feel comfortable with 
both of that, then I, I think that's that's fine to move on from, or at least uh, not a, definitely not a lock to make this roster, in my opinion. Oh, without question, not a lock. Uh, but this is this is the thing I know about Andre. And again, I <laughs> I didn't look at a ton of tape because I I honestly believed that there was no chance that he could slide all the way down here. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I of the games that I did see, and I maybe watched two or three. Uh, at least if I remember correctly, his scheme was not based on uh, a lot of power running game and not even a a lot of zone, not even a lot of... Like, he wasn't asked to do a lot uh, when it came to the run blocking part of it. So I know that Doug had made some comments, at least on that, of something about that's what Stoutland's for, and he kind of go, okay, (laughs) all right. Uh, Yeah, I don't know the full context there, but that quote alone is not super profitable. It's not great, And, and honestly, that's... That's really not why you make this election where he does win a lot. And again, there's still plenty of technique to work on, just like every other prospect. And it doesn't mean that you should be scared about it. He has got incredible balance and incredible speed. Like he does not look like he gets frazzled at all. Even when he, you, you clearly see he's getting beat in the uh, in the passing game, like it is he does not get scared. It's not like, oh, my God, I have to grab your jersey and I have to go. He just kind of tries to find a way to maneuver uh, either passively or aggressively, you know, kind of move that. So uh, that that is a good sign coming in because Doug likes to throw the football. Carson Wentz likes to throw the football and so on and so forth. I am really right. curious and generally curious how they are going to use his speed and his athleticism in the running game. Um, because if you can find that next guy that is there, that is Jason Peters like, and there is there's only one Jason Peters. So, uh, oh my God, and we have to get somebody in here. And I know that I, I don't think he's got any headphones, but I'll try and flip this around. Uh, Jack Fritz has Hello. joined us in studio here, Elliot. And uh, so, Andre Dillard, quick name test, superstar. <laughs> Ah, that's what I'm talking about. See, superstar, superstar. That's all. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it is. It is because it's a perfect offensive line name, right? Like that's 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 your theory behind all. Guys that. are road grader. If I could, Andre Dillard is an absolute road grader. Superstar, superstar. As we just talked Listen, about, not being great in the run blocking. I would game, just but. like to thank the Mush Gods for Daniel Jones. Um, what a disaster pick. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Yes. Where, where are you at with that name? Uh, yeah, that oh, name yeah. yeah. Where was where were you at with Daniel Jones's name? Horrible. Yeah, horrible, right? Daniel doesn't work. That's just a fact. If it was Dan Jones, it would be different? Way better. Yeah. He should change his name. Just like Mitch and Mitchell, right? Yeah. Now, he Mitch Trubisky could have been good if he cha- stayed at Mitch. As soon as he went Mitchell, I was out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that is Jack Fritz. Uh, you can catch him on High Hopes every evening on WIP with uh, Joe Gillian. Of course, uh, go listen to the latest Counterpoint, which he uh, he just dropped into the feed there. So um, that said, and I know we'll probably have some differing opinions you know, moving forward. I'm curious of everybody's reaction. Love to hear from you at GoBirdsPod at uh, GoBirdsPod at gmail.com uh, at LA Shore Parks at John Barcher on the Twitter.com uh, as well. Just looking ahead to, to to tomorrow, and of course we'll be recording then too. Uh, what are you expecting from now that the board has kind of fallen out? A lot of wide receivers on the board, some really good pass rushers that are still on the board. Do you think they can just kind of stick with you know wide receiver pass rusher here, or where do you think they go? I think safety is going to be a priority. Um, I believe only two are taken, right? Uh, I believe that's the one correct. One out of Maryland, and um, I thought I saw Deontay Thompson. Deontay, uh, Got taken out of Alabama, so only two, uh, only two taken there. I would think safety would be something they would prioritize. Uh, fifty-three and fifty-seven. So 
you know, they'll pick basically back-to-back. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, I think, is an option there. Uh, you mentioned receiver. Um, I believe only Hollywood Brown ended up being taken in the first round, right? Uh, I believe so, yes. And I, so I didn't see where of, he went. A lot of options there. Paris Campbell out of Ohio State's the guy I think they could look at. And pass rusher, again, like, Howie, and you know what's so funny? Like, I don't know why, I don't know why we fall for this. Howie Roseman says the running back draft in 2017 is going to be historic. He drafts <laughs> one in the fifth round. He says this defensive line draft is going to be historic. He has an offensive lineman with his first pick, and we'll see what he does tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I would think defensive line, once again, will be a priority. Um, listen, all I'm saying is after uh, round one of the draft, Cody Ford is still on the board. I don't mind if you want to double dip at offensive line. I really don't. If you want to go ahead and, and, and put that in there, let's let's go and do it. Rocky Sin, still on the board. Our boy yep, from I Temple. Like uh I'm I'm totally fine though. Greedy Williams still on the board. Byron Murphy still on the board. I, I agree with you on the on the corners. Like that's that's something that you could look at there too. Uh and and again, I think it's I think it's between that if Cody is, is reachable, and then there's there's my boy AJ Brown. Uh, DK Metcalf, I know we're all over the place with that. Um, one thing is for sure, they are not taking a running back. Just not going to happen, guys. And and I, I'm i sorry, and I know everybody wants Miles Sanders and everybody wants all these different people. I just don't think it's going to happen. So, uh, could be wrong. Obviously, it's just predictions. And, uh, you know, we're never wrong about predictions. But um, <laughs> well, should, I'm certainly not. Yeah, I can tell you that. Should be, should be a very, very interesting uh, day, too. Elliot Shore Parks, I love you, buddy. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow for sure, right? All right, talk to you guys tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting day, too. I'm excited to see what they actually do. Uh, no matter what happens, the Giants did uh, very bad things, and uh, just be happy with that. Oh, my God, and I almost forgot. You can come watch the draft with us because we're going to be at Chicken Pete's tomorrow in South Philly. Uh, we'll be down there at 6 o'clock. We just want to hang out, honestly. We want to meet you guys, drink some beers, uh, get some crab fries, Uh, Taste the most delicious underrated pizza in Philadelphia, by the way, because it's really, really good. Uh, So come hang out six o'clock and then be part of the podcast as well. Uh, We will give our takes. We'll get in. We'll get out. We'll have a lot of fun. But we really do want to meet up with you guys. And we do want to do a ton more meetups just to hang out and drink some beers, you know, talk birds and and the rest. So once again, that's uh, Chicken Pizza in South Philly tomorrow night starting at six o'clock. Hey, we'll bring some Go Birds t-shirts, too. If you want to come out, we'll. Uh, have some of those with us. So for Elliot Shore Parks, I am John Barchard. This has been the Go Birds Podcast right here on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. We'll see you guys. 